Well, a massive hello and welcome to every single person around the world to The Daily Brew. Great to have you back here. The devotional where every day we drink a new brew of coffee and we see what God is brewing for us in the Bible. Yes, it's cheesy, but it's true. And I'm glad that you're here with me in Auckland City, here in my kitchen for another day. Day 145, in fact, of 365. Great to have you with me today. Let's have a look at what scriptures we're going to be reading and get into our devotionals, no matter where we are around the world or whatever platform we're on. Psalm chapter 67. Oh, almost stuffed that one up. Psalm chapter 67, verse 1 to 7. John chapter 15, verse 1 to chapter 16, verse 4. And first, first Samuel, sorry, chapter 16, verse 1 to chapter 17, verse 37. Getting a case, a case of some um, potential hiccups here, or maybe burps, burp ups. Ugh, that sounds disgusting. Anyway, let's move on. Let's talk about the brew that we're going to be having today. And I'm excitedly nervous about this because I was surprisingly optim. Well, I was. I wouldn't say I was surprisingly optimistic about this last time we had it, but what I will say is that when we did have this one last time, I was actually quite amazed at how good it tasted. It is the Starbucks Sirens Blend. Which, guys, last time I actually enjoyed. Okay, now we're looking for tasting notes of citrus and chocolate. It's a refreshing medium roast with notes of citrus and floral aromas balanced by the taste of cocoa. It is their medium roast and I enjoyed this last time. So I thought I'd have it on the espresso and I feel like this is going to be really the test to see if this is any good. So let's give it a go and see if it is any good. Fingers crossed. Sending you my love. Well, if you could send me your love, that would be much appreciated as we try today on the espresso machine, the Sirens Blend from Starbucks. Here goes nothing. Yep. Okay. Okay. So, this tastes like the quintessential Starbucks coffee, which I... I don't rate highly, but I, I don't bag it out like most people do. I think this is, this is like a, it's like a, yeah, you know, it can't get more than a five. This one can't get more than a five. Let me, let me say that. What I can say about it is that it's got an overwhelming sense of that American vibe of coffee. It's strong. To be honest, it tastes like quite, quite like a dark roast. It, I don't, I'm not feeling the medium on it. I'm not getting any tasting notes of citrus at all. Uh, the aroma, let's give it a sniff because it mentions the aroma. Yeah, it's floral enough, I suppose. Yeah, I'm going to put this at a 4.5. It's a 4.5 out of 10. Again, it could be the way that I brew it. I know that on the espresso machine, it's a lot more fiddly, so I could make more mistakes, but I just don't think actually this is going to get much better than this. I, I made this one four times to get the brewing time right. So I think I've actually got done this quite well. 4.5, definitely better as a filter. It gives you that higher end tastes. But this is like, yeah, eh, it's that's how I feel. I just feel a little bit like, eh, you know. That is it for the brews though. Let's get into the Bible, the reason that we are here today. In the Christian faith, we often we talk about giants, right? But what do we actually mean when we talk about giants? Well, there could be personal giants, right? Uh, within your health, your marriage, relationships, work, or the lack of work for you. Maybe there's sin issues that are just giants in your life. Temptation around those sin issues, fear, anger, loneliness. The list goes on for personal giants. Now, there are also things like national giants. 
Giants that live in the culture of the nation that you belong to. Mentalities, actions like violence, gun violence, poverty, church, uh, and church challenges. These, these national giants stand in the face of the nation. Then there are global giants, things like extreme weather, pandemics, and war. When we're facing a giant, no matter what the giant is, we have two types of responses that we can employ. Will we respond with faith or will we respond with fear? God is love and he is in love with his people. That's very clear. His people means every single person who, is, who, is, who he has created. Why was that so hard? Every single person who he has created. With that in mind, it's fair to say that God loves the whole world. In fact, I think it's more than fair to say. I think that's exactly what we're saying. I believe it's God's heart that all nations and all people would know him personally, that they would love him and be in relationship with him. And our response as Christians, it's our job, as the psalmist says, to pray for the nation. I love the psalm. Christians, we need to retain a vision that is global. We need to continue to have a vision that is big or bigger than just what's happening in our own immediate world. What do you think about when God is in the room? Do you think small or do you think big? See, God is bigger than even the biggest thinker in the world. No matter how big your vision is, no matter how big your heart is, we need to pray bigger. We need to see bigger. We need to think bigger because God's not just interested in you. He's interested in the person next to you. He's interested in the person in in other countries and far off places. He's interested in knowing and loving everyone. And as Christians, our job is to be the hands and feet to make disciples of many nations. So I want to challenge us today to get a global perspective, get a bigger perspective. Start by asking the Lord, may, may all the peoples praise you. That's, that's what the Bible says. That's a big vision. It's a big prayer request. All peoples, not just my peoples, not just my friends and my family, but all peoples. That's the heart we need to have. So start with asking the Lord, God, increase my vision, increase my heart. Now, I know what you're thinking. Well, I, what's, what some of us might be thinking is, how does one person make a global impact? Like, how do, how do we even do that? The answer is, is that we do, in fact, start with those around us. We have a faith globally, a big faith, but our actions must start with those in front of us, principally with me, but then those around us too. You know, Jesus desires for us to be friends with him. That's what he calls us. And our job is to help people find that friendship with him by using our testimony to speak the personal heart, to, sorry, to the personal heart of those around us. We can make an impact in the lives of those around us. The power of your testimony is immense. What God has done in you and who God is to you, that's what's gonna help others understand who God really is. You know, it's this friendship with Jesus that empowers us to take down every giant. Jesus talks about the power of pruning. Now, the power of pruning is that through the process of pruning, we might gain more fruit. If we're going to be friends with Jesus, we have to be okay with some pruning. Now, what I'm trying to say is that we have to be okay with some pain. Through the painful times in life, it's through those painful times that we turn, uh, sorry, we in turn bear great fruit. That made no sense when I wrote it. Let me try and rephrase what I tried to write. It's in these painful times, and as we go through these painful times, we then, as a result of pain, bear greater fruit. If you've ever pruned a plant, you'll know that it will keep on growing. It will keep on, uh, I've just lost my place. Wowzers, I've just fallen asleep. That's bad. Let's wake up. Okay, if you've ever pruned a plant before, it will keep on growing and growing. Now, it would be a message and the potential for fruit. This doesn't even make sense. What have I said here? 
It'd be a message. And the potential for fruit would be low. Oh, if you never pruned a plant. <laughs> Not if you've ever pruned a plant. If you have pruned a plant, you know what I'm about to say is true. If you never pruned a plant, it would just keep on growing and growing. It would be a mess. And the potential for fruit would be low. It'd be massive. It'd be a huge plant, just messy, overgrown. There'd be like next to no fruit on that plant because ultimately the sun can't get to the roots because it's overgrown. Now, while we don't always understand the pain, but by going through the process of being pruned, we bear greater fruit so that when it's time to fight the battles of life, we'll have the strength to overcome. We need to understand that the pruning helps the plant take on more of the sun. That's what I was saying before. And the more sunlight on the roots, the healthier the plant is. Now, Jesus is the sun that we need to be close with. So we need to be okay with pruning back some of the things that aren't of God so that we can experience the closeness of Jesus and the abundance of his power. What am I trying to say today? I'm trying to say that we need to embrace the process of pruning because it's when we embrace the process of pruning that we gain greater access to his presence and we bear greater fruit in our lives. And if we bear greater fruit, we can take down all the giants. When it comes to going through the pruning season and when it comes to taking down giants, we need to learn to trust God over ourselves. You know, David, he was very gifted. The Bible says that he was handsome. He was good in health. He was musically talented, a good speaker. He was athletic. He was a leader and he was famous. It sounds a lot like me. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Why are you laughing? I was laughing. Why are you? It does. Well, to be fair, only one of those things on that list rules me out from being on that list. Only one. I'll let you pick which one, but... <laughs> It was the athletic part. No, 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 no. Uh, this is all just a bad joke now. And because I don't know if you're actually laughing, at I hope you're laughing. Anyway, let's move on. This is turning into be quite a mess of a, of a devotional. So let's, let's speed this along. What's amazing is that even though he had all of these things, none of those things were the reason that God actually used him. God said to Samuel that it was the heart of David that set him apart. It was the heart of David that had led him to being indignant with Goliath. So it was David's heart that set him apart. But it was also David's heart and heart for God that made him indignant when he faced the giants. What's amazing to me about the story is the battles David had to fight even before he fought with Goliath. The Bible says that he was rejected by Eliab, his brother, his brother who was in the army, the same army that was scared, trembling and afraid to fight. And Eliab tells David to head home and suggests that the only reason he was there was for his own glory. This rejection was not new for David, right? He was rejected by his father. And we see this at the anointing ceremony that Samuel hosts. So how do you deal with this rejection? Well, look at what David does. The Bible says he turns away from Eliab. I want to encourage you, don't stand for the rejection anymore. When it comes your way, turn away from it. Where you turn is really important. David turned into further rejection physically, but internally he turned to God and leant on his faith. In verse 32, David speaks to Saul and tells him that he would go and fight. And David's faith in God is what fueled his self-confidence in who he is and who he was. So when you face rejection, here's the encouragement. Lean on God and let that be where you get your confidence from, not the words that other people use or the actions that people take. Because if you rely on those things, when they go, all of a sudden you'll be empty. But when you rely on the character and nature of God, and when you trust in him, you, you, you got to understand, he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He remains the same through the ages. And that's a lot better to build your life on than the words or the thoughts and the opinions of others. Verse of the day. Verse of the day today. 
Yeah, First Samuel chapter 17, verse 37 says, The Lord who rescued me from the jaw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of this Philistine. Find hope in your hindsight. Find hope knowing that God had brought you this far. Look at what David does. I love that. He, he looks back on what the Lord had done and he knew what God would do again, but in greater measure. Listen, if he saved you once, he'll save you again. If he's helped you take down the lion, get ready because the bear's coming. He'll help you take down the bear. And then when it's time for the giant, kumbaya, my Lord. Boom, giant will be dead. Let's go. Let's get it. Why did I just say? Yes, that is it for the Daily Brew today. I don't, look, it's been a bit of a random one today, but just, I'm, I'm loving it. Loving going with you. Hopefully you followed along and it wasn't too confusing. You can always, there's a little fast forward button. If I ever just get too silly, just, just fast forward to the good stuff. Hey, thank you so much for joining me today. No matter where you are across the world, it is awesome to have you going on this journey of reading the Bible 365 days of the year. I pray that as you're developing this discipline, you're getting closer to God. You feel like God is getting closer to you. You're hearing His voice. You're gleaning wisdom. I'm praying for you across the world, no matter where you are. I love you so much. Thank you to everybody who's already followed along, uh, followed the podcast, who's following along and followed the podcast. If you're doing both the follows, thank you. If you're following along on the podcast, you click that follow button and rated the podcast. Thanks for doing that. And also if you're on YouTube, thanks for subscribing and clicking the bell so that you never miss a devotional upload. That is it for today. If it's the start of your day, have a great rest of your day. Unless it's sleepy time, good night, sleep tight. And we'll see you back here tomorrow for another day of The Daily Brew. Peace.